0: Stories from a Hard Place is an anthology podcast. Every Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another story from a hard place, read by the author. Stories of loneliness and betrayal, of false hope and shattered dreams, of gifts and regrets, of love and accidental kindness. Each story follows a separate path that leads to the realization that sometimes the only solution is a lead pill. Listener discretion is advised, contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Episode 24, Haymaker. This is part one of a two-part telling. The blow came out of nowhere, a massive strike to the head, bone deep. He felt it all the way through his skull to the other side, like a piece of earth had come up and slammed into his jaw. It rattled his brain and shook his eyes. He saw stars. His teeth ground against each other. He couldn't see, couldn't think. Everything stopped in a flash of blinding white. He stepped back a couple of paces, arms windmilling. He righted himself, tasted iron. He felt the warmth under his nose. He wiped the back of his hand across his upper lip and wasn't surprised to see blood. He bent forward, crouched and ready. His fists balled, his legs braced. He lunged, swinging a huge wide punch aimed to end the fight. He missed. Jacob pulled back just enough, jabbed, catching Brian straight in the face. Brian heard and felt his nose crunch. A sickening sound that he'd heard once before at Jacob's fist. His eyes watered, blinding him for a second. Every year it was the same thing. Brian and Jacob were the best friends until they weren't. A boiling point would be reached, and the release was their annual fight, one Brian inevitably lost. After the fight, in a week or so, they'd be friends again till next year. This year was different. This year Jacob had done something so incredibly stupid, Brian couldn't leave it be. Jacob's decision was not only stupid, it scared Brian. Brian wouldn't admit it now, but he loved Jacob, and what Jacob had done changed everything. It changed who Brian saw Jacob as. It made Jacob not the man he thought he was. It was fucking stupid. To sell your soul to the judge was beyond stupid. Beyond anything like stupid. And for what? A truck? A truck, for fuck's sake. Brian swung again, another wild haymaker. This time Jacob stood his ground. Brian's fist collided with Jacob's hard head. There was a loud crunch. Brian yelped, grabbing his hand. Jacob smiled, looking at Brian, whose face had gone white. Are we done? Jacob asked. Brian bent over his hand, clutching it against his stomach, moaning. Yeah, we're done. Jacob turned and walked away. The gathered crowd groaned, hoping for an epic beatdown. This was just sad. Brian sank to his knees, his pale forehead touching the grass. He was sure he had broken his hand. He stayed that way for several minutes. When he sat back on his heels, he was alone in the field. Slowly he stood and went to the nurse's station. There would be hell to pay for fighting on school grounds, but he needed someone to look at his hand. He was right, the principal yelled, and Brian waited. Finally, after it was obvious that Brian wasn't going to tell him who he had been fighting with, the principal left. An hour later, he was back in class, with a soft cast halfway up his forearm. He hadn't broken anything, just severely bruised it. But he had a story to tell. For the rest of the afternoon, he laughed and told anybody who would listen about the fight. After school, Jacob walked up to Brian, sitting on the school's front step, waiting for the bus that would take him home. How's your hand? Jacob asked, sitting down on the step beside Brian. Oh, it's fine. You got one fucking hard head. Yeah, I've been told that afore, he laughed. Besides, my deal makes it a bit harder. Your deal, huh? Brian frowned. Give me a ride home. Yeah, sure, come on. They stood and walked to the parking lot. Jacob's brand-new 1977 Chevy half done, Clyde, was there shining in the afternoon sun. That's a fine truck, Brian said. Then he noticed a sizable dent in Clyde's front fender. Hey, what the fuck? There's a dent in your fender. Somebody hit you. Yeah, you did, Jacob chuckled. The hell I did, Brian said. I never touched Clyde. No, but that last punch landed hard. I don't get it. I don't get it. Brian looked at the fist-sized dent in Clyde's front fender. It's part of my deal. I get hit, and Clyde here takes the damage for me. It's great. What the fuck, Brian said. Ah, the best part. Clyde here heals. That dent will be gone by morn, Jacob smiled. Brian looked at Jacob, then back to Clyde. Okay, that's fucked up, he said, shaking his head. He walked around the truck and pulled open the passenger door. It's a beautiful truck, Brian said, sliding in on the black bench seat. Jacob climbed in and started the truck up. So it's a magic truck. I'm no magic truck, Clyde said in Jacob's head. Jacob smiled, knowing Brian couldn't hear Clyde. No, he's not a magic truck. He's a demon inside a Chevy C10. A demon, Brian said. Yeah, I can hear him in my head. Brian looked at Jacob, scowling. Scared the shit out of me when I first heard him, Jacob said. After a second, they pulled out in the parking lot. Brian asked, So what does Mary Lou say about all this? She hasn't seen Clyde yet, Jacob frowned. She knows about the truck, but... I don't know. She's acting kind of weird lately. She knows how you got Clyde? Brian asked. Yeah, I told her. Maybe that's why she's acting weird. Maybe she thinks it's a fucking stupid thing to have done. Jacob was quiet for a while. Maybe, but I don't think so. She asked a lot of questions, but I don't know. Like I said, she's acting kind of weird. Who the fuck knows? They drove for a time in silence. Yeah, I might be stupid, but it's done, Jacob said. Jacob dropped Brian off at the end of Brian's lane and drove home. In Clyde's rear view, he could see Brian walking toward his house. Brian was worried. When Jacob started talking about Mary Lou, graduation, and his plans, Brian thought he was joking. But Jacob kept bringing it up. The whole idea of going to the crossroads and making a deal for a new truck to take Mary Lou to the prom was just dumb as fuck. Brian told him so. They laughed about it, but then Jacob brought it up again. Brian started to worry that Jacob was serious. Brian told Jacob it was a stupid idea And he was being a fucking idiot. They had words. Then Jacob went quiet, which wasn't a good sign. He could be as stubborn as a mule. Afterwards, Jacob stopped talking about him. Brian didn't see Jacob for a couple of days. He was nowhere to be found. But it felt like he was avoiding him. This morning, Brian had heard the commotion. He had known even before he was told. The school was buzzing about Jacob and his deal. Fuck. Brian marched around the school till he found Jacob and shoved him. So he just had to fucking go and do it. Words flew, and the next thing they were outside fighting. Now as Brian walked to his home, he couldn't think of what this would mean for his friend. Brian knew very little about the judge and his deals. Everyone had heard of him, of course, but few really wanted to talk about it, and even fewer talked about their deal. Brian hadn't told his folks about Jacob, nor would he. It would get back to Jacob's folks. That wouldn't be pretty. So he stewed, knowing there was nothing he could do about it. Three days later was the grad dance. Brian went to it, but didn't see Jacob or Mary Lou there. He looked around for them, but assumed they blew it off and were driving around in Clyde. Maybe not driving. He had had a great time. He would never admit it, but he enjoyed dancing. He rarely got the chance to, weddings and the occasional dance at the hall, but they were few and far between. It wasn't till the next morning when he heard what had happened. The phone rang. It was a party line, so everyone listened to hear their code. Two longs, one short was a Jacob's family ring. It rang twice before it was answered. After a few minutes, there was a single ding indicating the phone line was free. The phone rang, one short, one long, one short. That was Brian's family ring. Brian's ma picked up the phone. Yes, she said, after a pause. Brian, it's for you, she held out the receiver. There was worry in her face. Brian stood and took the receiver. Yes? It was Jacob's dad looking for his son. There was tension in his voice. Nah, I didn't see him. I, Brian said, then stopped when the phone went dead. He hung up the phone and looked at his folks, confused. Over the next hour, the story came out. Run Mary Lou over on the way to pick her up for the dance. She had died, and he was in jail waiting on an investigation. Brian couldn't believe it. It seemed like something out of a movie. He listened to his folks talk, trying to figure out what actually happened. Different stories were told around town. Some were sure Jacob was guilty, maybe drinking, maybe just careless. Others thought it was a tragic accident. After a couple of days, Jacob was released. Brian waited for Jacob to come over, but when he didn't, he went to see him. His ma said he wasn't home. She looked worried, but didn't say anything more. Brian suspected he was just upstairs sleeping. Frustrated, he drove back home. He found out later Jacob was spending most of his nights at the crossroads drinking, waiting for the judge to show. He had a gun with him. A couple months later, Brian's folks were out of town visiting his aunt, so he was having a party. Brian was surprised and happy to see Jacob walk up. He looked like hell, but after a few awkward moments, it felt like old times. They sat on bales around a fire and laughed a bit. Brian started to talk to a new girl and, when he looked up, Jacob was gone. The next time Brian saw Jacob was at his father's funeral. He had passed the day after the party. Jacob was quiet, head down. Brian knew he had gone through a lot with Mary Lou's death and now his paws passing. He tried to talk to him, but he was not very responsive, so Brian let him be. It was a Tuesday in mid-August. Brian was helping his dad service machinery, getting ready for harvest. The crops were looking good, better than good. His dad was happy, but watching the skies. For the last few weeks, he had hoped for rain, and it had come. Now he needed the rain to stay away and let the crops dry out, so he could get them off before the snow came. A couple years ago, the rain made the fields too wet to work. They managed to swath, but they couldn't get them off before the snow came. The crops stayed put over the winter. The mice loved it. They multiplied like crazy. The next spring, after the frost had left, it had dried out some. Brian and his dad had picked up the swaths. Some of it was still good for feed, but much of it was ruined. Too many mice. Too much mouse shit and piss. All those mice brought a surge of hawks, ospreys, and owls, which Brian had loved. Raptors had always been something he was fascinated by. Brian and his dad were prepping the baler. It was working fine, but a little time now could save hours later in the fields. A hawk sat on a post not twenty feet from Brian. He watched it as it regarded him, first with one eye, then the other. It was a magnificent sight. Brian leaned in to check the spinning forming belts. It was just a slip. His runner lost its perches on a metal surface. Just a small slip, but Brian's arms came up to stop his fall. He didn't feel it and there was very little blood. He was suddenly laying on his back on the ground beside the bailer. and something was wrong. From far away, he heard his dad screaming his name. He was shaking him. The hawk lifted off, all power and grace. Brian watched it until it was out of sight. He was in the truck, sitting in the middle, his dad holding him, his ma driving. She was driving fast. Brian was going to say something, make a joke about this truck not meant to go 70 on a gravel road, couldn't seem to lift his head. I hope you enjoyed Haymaker Part 1. Tune in next week for the conclusion of Haymaker. Music by Noah Zachron. Production copyright by R.A. Jacobson 2021. If you would like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you'd like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it on Amazon. You can find links to all these and much more at deadcatstudio. That's deadcatstud.io. Thanks for listening. Keep the shining side up.